everybody, Mike Peacock is on hiatus, and I was thinking to myself, Cynthia, you could be a podcast host. After all, I do love to talk. Welcome to Cosmic Soup, Third Plus's podcast about everything to do with providing services to people who are in their third third of life, which, by the way, is where the name Third Third comes from. If you don't know Third Plus yet, We're a group of professionals from a wide variety of disciplines, including branding and marketing, health services, culinary operations, and even science. Our whole reason for being is to make organizations healthy and to make aging better. Today, I'm excited to talk about one of my very favorite subjects with one of my very favorite people, Derek Dujardin, who's also our creative director. We're going to talk about internalized ageism and how it affects your marketing. Hey, Derek, how are you today? I'm doing great, Cynthia. I can't wait to talk to you about my favorite subject. <laughs> awesome. So I don't know anybody who describes internalized ageism better than you do. So tell us what it is. Yeah, a um, little bit of background. For a long time, we were doing these focus groups. And during these focus groups were these warm-up questions about, you know, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? And over and over again, our our focus groups would say stuff like, you know, usually about 20 years younger than their actual chronological age. And that happened enough that I finally started doing some investigation because I was curious about like, where was that coming from? And it really turns out that, um, you know, we all have this lag between, you know, our actual age and, and then our chronological age, especially as we get older. And so, uh, during some research, I came up with this this uh, this this psychological theory called internalized ageism, and it also helps explain that when you're doing a tour group for a senior living community, that sometimes you'll have like a 90 year old walk in and they'll turn and they'll look around and they'll say. I can't live with all these old people and they leave. So um, that disconnect was always one of those fascinations with me. And so um, internalized ageism is really, you know, you think about ageism as as a topic is, um, you, you know, it's how we think about stereotypes, you know, grandpas are grumpy or old people can't learn new things, etc. Right. And then we have a feelings around that. And those feelings become our prejudices. And then those prejudices um, end up as acts as discrimination of one thing or another. But the problem is it doesn't just happen out in the world. We turn that onto ourselves, And when we turn it onto ourselves, it actually can be very destructive to our own well-being. Um, there was a study done in 2002 um, by Becca Levy, gerontologist at Yale University. And they basically said that um, older individuals um, with a more positive self-perception of aging lived on average seven and a half years longer than those with a less positive self-perception of aging. So if you think about it, you know, internalized aging is actually um, it's a health and well-being issue, as well as having a lot of uh, implications for how we market, how we talk to people, what our environments are like, how we use language. And so um, for the last year, Cynthia and I have been touring around the country doing this uh 
this presentation called Internalized Ageism for a lot of leading age groups. And also even in Canada, we've been doing that. So we're going to give you kind of like some high level takeaways from that. And um, so you can get, bring a different kind of context to your own your own marketing and, you know, your own, um, just, you know, the way you face life um, and understand how internalized ageism is often driving the bus and we don't even know it. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Derek. you you just explained that so well. I mean, it's so, you know, on the theme of soup, cosmic soup, we're swimming in it. Like we've been, we've been ageist since we were children. We learned it by making fun of grandma and grandpa. Aren't they funny how they walk or, you know, not that it was in, in, intentional. And I think probably all ageism is unintentional because we don't know that we're doing it. And I think the implication for senior living organizations is learning how to spot it in, in your community. And, um, you know, that, that comes down to language. It comes down to operations. It comes down to how the dining is designed and, um, there's just so many things that can come from being more aware about it. And that from a financial standpoint is um, how you market and how you brand. So Derek, what do you think, like when, what do you tell your clients when you're reviewing creative and you're developing creative, what are the key things that you think communities need to know? Yeah, I think really starting with what the market is telling us. And, you know, you, we really have found that with our focus groups. Um, first of all, people don't identify with their age group or their cohort. They always identify at about 20 years younger than they actually are. Um, and so basically that means that people don't really don't want to be defined by their age. We even call our community senior living communities. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of put people into these boxes. And they don't want to be defined by their age or confronted with their age. They want to just talk about, they want to be in lifestyle. They want, they don't want care uh, pushed in their face. Um, so, and if you look at a lot of the, 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 the advertising out there, it is very care focused. It's very clinical. And even when it tries not to be, I'll try to have this sense of humor It's kind of demeaning, like, okay, we're going to show pictures of older people, but we're going to dress them up in crazy hats and, and glasses and, you know, that sort of thing. And when that happens, um, people don't, don't respond to that because they, it's not them. It's not realistic and it's not relevant. So how do you make your marketing that's more relevant? And we get into the nitty gritty on that, um, how we do that at Third Third Marketing. Yeah, and I think that there's um, one easy way to spot this is to think with the mindset that getting old is not getting sick or being sick. And I think that for some reason, some communications uh, firms and or designers kind of equate that like, oh, this is an older person, therefore, you know, having a care person hovering over them with their arm around them is something, you know, appropriate when in fact, it's inappropriate, because number one, in you know, they're, inter they're interfering in the personal space of the person. And number two, they're kind of hovering over them from behind, which is never uh, a respectful way to communicate with somebody. And um, they're not sick. They're just, you know, maybe they need some assistance, but that doesn't mean they're ill. And even if they do need some assistance, let's not make this look medical. 
Yeah, and I, I think you have there's two really important points and distinctions to make there. Of course, you know we have internalized. Um, we I'm sorry, we have um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not assisted living. Then of course we have independent living. So independent living people, they really they really want, especially baby boomers. They're really focused on you know how can I be well? How can I stay well? How can I, you know, stay connected? And so a lot of times communities in that way, if you're able to focus on, okay, what is that we bring somebody who comes to us that's that's other than care? Like when you move here, you're going to be, um, have more wellness. Uh, When you move here, you're going to have more social connection. Maybe you're going to have more of an artistic lifestyle. Uh, So really looking at some of those values that people have that have nothing to do with aging. You know, uh, as Maya Angelou uh, said that uh, curiosity and creativity is something you can never use up. The more you use it, the more you get. And so looking at those things that are are really timeless and ageless uh, and in, in focusing on that versus, okay, this is, you know, you need this help, you need all these things. And then when it comes to assisted living, we actually recognize a lot of assisted living people, even if they can't, um, you know, participate at the level of, of uh, independent living, the fact is they still want those things, even if it's not necessarily um, going to be, you know, exactly, you know, at the same level as somebody that's maybe an independent living. Yeah. Um Spot on, because really assisted living should look no different than independent living. And, um, you know, something that you said, I think it bears repeating, which is give people good news about aging. Be pro-aging. I think I'm pro-aging. Are you, Derek? Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? I, I have had to really overcome my internalized ageism. And in this process of doing these workshops that you and I have been doing, I have keep peeling back the onion that I have more and more of these layers of, of, of ageism. And uh, one thing that, that, kind of, that comes up over and over again, especially when we look at how baby boomers are approaching uh, their own aging, is uh, this came through in this uh, longitudinal study called the Generation Study. And uh, it looked at basically attitudes and trends for the last 35 years for, or actually since 1987, I think, so probably longer than that. And they looked at these these trends, and one thing that showed up over and over again for baby boomers, and this is like the number one goal, even though it's kind of an anti-goal, it's like, I don't want to end up in the nursing home. And that it drives a lot of their behaviors. It's driving the bus in a lot of different areas. So... This is in the forefront and even in the back of their minds, though. I'm doing everything I possibly can not to end up in the nursing home. Yet, when we show clinical images of what looks like a nursing home or people in these care images, we're actually triggering their biggest fear. And it would be like we're trying to sell cars. We knew people didn't want to be in car accidents. And we showed pictures of of our our brand new car in a car accident and expect that they would find that appealing. Um, So... We're taking that and looking at it and then saying, okay, so how do we do this differently? And um, then we can talk about some of the ways we do that at Third Third if you want to move into that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think going back to pro-aging, as a community, your community could be pro-aging. And what that means is embrace everything that's positive about this stage in our life. Gosh, um, you know, it's the 
we are containing every age that we've ever been, which means we have all of those experiences and we have potential for our future because we have no idea what we might do next unless we have it planned. And so what you can do is sell potential. You sell the potential of lifestyle, the potential of friendships, the potential of a gorgeous place, um, a gorgeous setting of a new pet, um, There are so many things that you can be selling, and none of them are necessarily specific to come and buy an apartment in this building. It's it's more than that. It's it's um, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, I'm glad you said that too, Cynthia, because it's one thing that if you look at a lot of the marketing that's out there, you can kind of put it into like two or three buckets. Um, First one, it's the care bucket, which we've already talked about. The other one is show the building, and it's usually a picture of the of the front of the building taken from the parking lot. And that doesn't feel very attractive or it's says show pictures of seniors. And as we, you know, and that made sense showing pictures of your target audience for, you know, the, you know, the last, you know, 120 years of modern advertising. But as we know, through the research we do, people don't see themselves um, at the age that they actually might be like, even though they're 80 or 90, they don't recognize their 80 and 90 year old as them, right? They, they, they don't. And, and it's also, it reminds them of something that they don't necessarily want to be reminded of. Even though they'll look in the mirror and they go, oh my God, there's grandma looking back at me. They don't want to be called out in that way. They want, they want to see what else is going there on? What else can I be engaged with? Um, so, you, you know, the, the question that we always do is like, what do we show? How can we show people that in such a way that is positive and at the same time, um, you know, really respects their psychology? Because the, the, the end of the day, we're not going to change, you know, a, a lifetime of enculturation and socialization. Um, so a lot of people think, oh, we'll just go ahead and show messaging that's that, you know, age equals decrepitude. But I, I really feel that that's like an ageless and ableless as well. The idea that, you know, that just because people are older, that they're in decline or they can't improve. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, yeah. So anyways, do you have anything to jump on and add to that? Yeah, I think that those are all really good points. And so then the question becomes, well, what can we show? There's so many things that you can show without um, having a person up close and personal with the camera. You put them out in the setting, have them walking, have them visiting, have them, you know, having quality time in nature. You can also, if you have a, a big, beautiful campus, shoot your campus because that's where people will walk, which is staying fit. They will experience nature, which we all know keeps your brain um, healthy. And so you can show a lot of different imagery without showing people all the time, which in fact is is a good way to market because you'll notice in resort advertising, um, oftentimes they aren't really focused on a person. They're focused on a setting, a place, a time, a feeling. And so those are some tips, creative tips for your community to, to follow. 
Yeah, I always say you look at what what high end hotels are doing, look at what spas are doing, um, you know, vacation rental, that type of thing, where they, they might have people showing people doing something, but they're within an environment and a context. And it's not just, you know, a big close up on their face or, you know, holding hands or whatever. Um so the other thing that, that that we like to do is we like to take a conceptual approach to advertising. And, you know, usually this is using visual metaphors and analogies, um, you know, abstract images, you know, comparisons, um, a really strong headline of some sort. Um, we have done like we've used a picture of uh, Michelangelo's David, and it was for a community that was under a um, it was, you know, basically, you know, going through uh you know, redevelopment. And so we basically made this comparison to of that, you know, even David was a work in progress and that this community is undergoing a renaissance. And doing that, you know, we, we were able to make this comparison that, oh yeah, there there's something that that we are also like. So think about like what are you also like in your community, you know, um Another community, we were able to yeah, use a picture of a, a mermaid because, and we were able to make this connection that this community was very rare. And it was this rare scene, this this mermaid at Green Lake. And making that that connection, and even though it's relevant and it's you know fanciful or fantastical, um, by doing that, um, people are still, you know, you, you go for all the eyeballs, you go for all the attention. And it's not saying, oh, we know that our target audience is 82 years, 82 years old and, you know, makes $100,000 a year and she has a dog. So we, you know, the idea is, well, let's show an 82-year-old with a dog who's well-dressed. But the thing is, not only will that 82-year-old not recognize herself or not be inspired by that image, um, it, it, it's probably going to, it could turn her off and she's just going to flip right through it. Where if you go something that's going to really capture everybody's eyeballs and not just that one or 2% of people that you're trying to get, if you get everybody's attention, then, you know, in your subhead, you say this is a 60 plus, a two plus community, or, um, you know, in some other way you define what your community is. And then people will self-select whether they want to keep reading the ad or engage with the advertisement on a deeper level. But I'm a big, you know, I always say that if you're going to bother to spend the money to be in the newspaper or in the mailbox or on the computer that day, make sure you get the best attention that you're going to be the best ad that people see that day. And, um, and not just think, okay, this, let's got throw some stock photography on here and uh, a headline that could work with any community. Yeah. I, and that comes from the roots of our backgrounds because we used to work in the general agency space and we did a lot of work for telecom, like T-Mobile, and voice stream wireless, um, which was T-Mobile before it became that. And a lot of software companies. And we had to market to software engineers. And you've never met a tougher audience than software engineers because they're cynical. They don't like mail. They hate email. So how do you communicate with those people? You have to disrupt it, disrupt them somehow, show them something that's so interesting or funny or beautiful that no matter what, they're going to have to look at it because we used to say this to our clients all the time. At the end of the day, we're all people. We're humans. And humans love to be entertained. They love to see beautiful things. And then there's also the fear factor, which, of course, we would not want to use in this space. But 
Um, there are techniques that we used and we brought them from the general agency world into the senior living world. Yeah. And I want to, I think I'm going to ask you a question now because, um, you know, about the role of uh, meals or marketing and how we've used um, good culinary as, as a marketing tool, um, both in our advertising and our, our, you know, drug mail, et cetera. Yeah, that's a really good, um, good thing. Maybe we're wrapping up soon, but so with food, you know, you can also express ageism, through dining, and which is our culinary coach division focuses on helping organizations to successfully self-operate their dining or successfully manage a food contractor that's operating their dining. But what's interesting about food is the, the dining or the dining options you provide to your residents speaks volumes about the value that you place on aesthetics and you can also offer modern dining. Um, that would be trends, following some trends. And certainly many communities are now um, offering Starbucks in their organizations with bistros. That's so cool. But you could even be perform or providing Blue Apron type meals where for independent living residents or assisted living who have kitchens, provide uh, cooking kits so that they can uh, cook in their apartment. You could offer a studio kitchen where people can take classes and have wine tastings and experiences around food. Um, Bayview Seattle is one of my favorite communities in Seattle, and they have a beautiful teaching kitchen. Anyway, so um, meals are marketing and you could you could win if you had a community that was built in 1971 and let's say you just did not have the funds to remodel it completely have amazing food and make the news get some press out on that you could beat your competitors every day with great food awesome drinks fun events that involve food um, and we've seen it and um, we help organizations do that yeah, yeah, and and I think I think you you nailed it with um with the Bayview example. You know, Bayview had a great chef, and they they um they used him and his work and, and with the live events. And as people came in, even though they were under construction, the food was so good that you know you like it's like eating at a dive restaurant. You know, you'll you'll excuse a lot if the food's really good. I think that's also true. Even if the carpeting's old, the food's really good. You'll you'll still enjoy it. So, um, and then of course, let's talk about the adult daughter and the role that she plays in all this. Oh yeah, that's a good one. One of my very favorite uh, work stories was I was in Texas and we were helping an assisted living community that we had recently branded do some lead generation. So I showed up at the event. It was a really fun spring in Paris event. And um, the community was stunning. The whole concept, it was built for the adult daughter. The design was impeccable. And the coolest thing was for me to see these three generations, these uh, grandmother, a mother, and a granddaughter. And the granddaughter was probably 10. And so they come into this community, the beautiful lobby, and I hear the granddaughter yelling, Mom, this is, I can just tell this is so grandma. It's just beautiful. And um, it just speaks to generationally that for adult daughters, and I am one, you have to 
match what the adult daughter's expectation is because there's enough guilt already built into the situation where I can't take care of my mother or I, my mom doesn't want to live with me or I don't want her to live with me. There's just built-in guilt there. So to overcome that, the product has to be good enough for the adult daughter and the advertising has to be good enough for the adult daughter so that she feels comfortable referring her mom to your community. So that's just another clue about marketing. So uh, I've had a lot of fun talking about internalized ageism. And if you have uh, more questions, you can reach out to us. Also, we recommend you actually look at our website and some of our samples there and our photography and how we have tackled this 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 uh, challenge and um we'd love to hear from you um you know like here's this we'll probably finish up with some do's and don'ts you know you know the do's are lead with lifestyle um we think focusing on food is great really promote potential and promote wellness we think those are huge and then um one thing we didn't talk about is feature the local area you know when people are moving to community it's not just a community there's also a lot of times there's a neighborhood or a park nearby make sure that is involved as well because that's going to be something that adds to the community and then the care so the don'ts are don't leave with care don't show vulnerable older people and you know don't use medical imagery or something that feels very clinical yeah. And then last of all, remember, all of us are culture editors, because we create messages that go out into the public. And when people see those, we can actually change how they feel about themselves. And even if somebody's never going to move to your community, it would be really nice to give them some confidence and really good feeling about how they're aging. So we're all culture editors. And I think yeah. that, that's a wrap, Derek. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that, no, that is a wrap. And I, I really think what you said is going back to the, this, the underscore and put in bold print, the idea that, you know, people that have a more positive um, uh, positive as- attitude towards aging will live seven and a half years longer than those with a less positive self-perception of aging. So if there is a drug that made you live an extra seven and a half years, uh, that would be could be a trillion dollar drug. Um, But here it's just a matter of changing our attitudes. And that also reflects on, you know, as a cultural editors, how do we change that in the messages and images we put out in the public? Yes. Amen. Thank you so much, Derek, for uh, talking about this with me. I just love, we could be here all day, but I think we're ready to go. We're going to go back to our regular programming. (laughs) (laughs) which is making great creative sounds good all right thanks so much thanks to everybody for checking out our show as always don't forget send us your questions your thoughts your comments and ideas to cosmic soup at third third.com that's cosmic soup at 3rd3rd.com and follow Cosmic Soup and Third Third Marketing on all of your fancy social media sites. Thanks again for hanging out with us and we'll talk to you soon on Cosmic Soup. Cosmic Soup